0: Yo, welcome back guys to the show, welcome back to the show, yes, it's me, hello, I'm back on the show, here we are, and you're here too, hello, it is an exciting day, okay, I just wanted to, I'm really excited today, I'm, I'm excited like almost every day, but today I'm very excited because I had such a fucking good day yesterday like you ever just have such a good like the day was so electrifying and so good on so many levels that I just wanted to tell you about it and I just wanted to talk about it and I'm excited and now I'm driving out to my workout I've got my hands-free podcast set up because I'm a ninja dude chick listen whoever you are Let's go. Today is good. I'm watching. I I hate to say this, but I literally just as I was, I literally just watched what looked like an Oompa Loompa wobble across the street and get into a a car. And that was crazy. But yo, this is a good day. You're going to have a great day. And we're going to talk about the day because it's a great day. (coughs) And I'm excited. So today yesterday what happened yesterday so yesterday was the uh, okay so yesterday I had an interesting day because I had been planning this day with some of my friends to do um, essentially like a collaboration on uh, on a video on a you know a video for my Instagram about being a ninjapreneur I had my friend Val Valentine. Val days on Instagram. Val is a really interesting character because he has been a videographer for probably two decades. I don't know exactly how long, but he was like one of the OG travel videographer influencers like he was on Instagram posting high quality content before anybody else. And I mean, we forget, I think sometimes that Instagram hasn't been a- around that long. Like Instagram was, you know, I, I mean, I'm 27, like Instagram was kind of getting popular around the time I was like 17. You know, I mean, I had it, I had it in my first, my Instagram account when I was maybe, maybe it was, maybe it was a senior in high school, maybe a junior. And when Instagram kind of started being a thing and everyone was downloading and trying out all these apps and. I guess people really clicked with Instagram, right? And Val Val was like a high, you know, very high quality, like, posting these really cool videos, really cool photos. And, you know, this was just in a time when, like, the iPhone camera was shit. So he was uploading, like, you know, 4K footage to Instagram, and the iPhone was on, like, iPhone 5S. And, you know, so it was just like it stood out. And so he's just such a master at this. So I invited him over to shoot the video. And this is this has so much to do with the Ninjapreneur stuff, but invited him over to shoot the video. I invited Jesse Catalano over, who has been in the internet marketing space for a long time, but that's not why I invited him over, actually, I invited Jesse over because he's a fourth degree jujitsu black belt. I, I found out last night, he's not even a sensei. A sensei is someone who's brought a, uh, a a has actually taught someone how to become a black belt, like from white to black belt or no belt to black belt. And he's done that three times. So he is actually above a sensei. He's what's called a wrenchy. a wrenchie. And so Jesse's like quite literally like he is a master martial artist. And that just like he's a ninja. Jesse is legitimate as it comes. He is a ninja. He kind of dresses like a ninja. He's got the whole vibe. Like, he, he dude, it's so dope. Like, his skill set is so cool. And so I invited these guys over. This was kind of the plan. I had also invited Greg, Greg O'Gallagher, who I'm sure many of you know. Greg's a very famous and influential uh, fitness influencer. And Greg has, um, you know, Greg. Greg has great energy and is a great guy, and we kind of been jamming back and forth the past four or five months, and uh, and we've hung out a couple times. But I invited Greg. Greg ended up having to do some like work with his team and his like supplement line, and uh, so he wasn't able to make it during the day. But let me just tell you how the day went. So, yep. Yeah, so Jesse comes over around ten thirty in the morning, and we drive into this village that I really like, and I recorded a whole podcast that I released probably the day before this one comes out about um, about our morning, about Jesse and I just having a conversation. It was a great podcast. And we were talking about like, you know, just a lot of, you know, sensei, wrenchy wisdom and stuff like that. It was, it was really cool, really great pod. And we were talking about making money online and, you know, a lot of stuff. And wow, I'm right now, just to set the scene for you now, as I tell the story then, sorry, I just have to, there's beautiful ocean, I'm driving by on the PCH. There's people biking, there's people running, people getting healthy. Um, On my way right now to actually hang out with my friend, um, my friend Milan, who's like quite, I got the most cool friends, dude. I got the coolest friend. His name's Milan. Milan is the co-founder of Parker. You probably have been seeing me talk about Yasin a lot. Yasin and seen Parker our business partners and part and and yes, Yass- sorry, you seen Milan are business partners on Parker. Milan is quite literally initiated in Kriya Yoga with like Sri Yuktasvar's mentor. If you read autobiography of a yogi, you know you would know what I'm talking about and something like that. Not not Sri Yuktasvar's mentor. And I don't have sorry to my Indian listeners uh, that I didn't say that right, but. Um, he's like initiated in Korea and he's like a literally a monk like he is like he is a yogi He is a level like he's like a black belt in like meditation. Basically. He's a black belt in fucking meditation How dope is that? How like he's a black belt in doing fucking nothing He legit does nothing That's what he does nothing black belt what are you kidding you're a black belt in nothing bro okay so that's that's what he does and i i, I mean it's dope i want to be a black belt and i i mean i'm probably like i would i would, uh mm, i don't want to pump my own tires too much i'm probably somewhere near a black belt in meditation but i would say He's like a, a third or fourth degree black belt. Like, he's now he's probably. Hmm. This this is a good question. This is actually a very good question because I've been meditating for. I think I have my black belt. I don't know if I have my second or third or fourth degree, but I think I most certainly have my black belt in meditation. And I would say that, I I, I you know I'll have him on the podcast because I'm going to hang out with him. But, uh, yeah, the podcast tells me this man has a black belt in meditation fourth degree black belt in meditation. That's so dope. That's so dope. Okay. All right. Back to guys. I haven't even had my coffee yet. This is just how I woke up. So, um, I go to, uh, Jesse and I go, we grab coffee. We're talking about all the cool stuff before the podcast. We come back to the house, uh, to my crib, my new spot, the dojo. And we start just jamming and talking about stuff. And I'm showing them some of my ninja, you know, tech gear and software gear. And we're just exchanging ideas and then val comes over and me val and jesse just pop the fuck off on just like ideas and content and and just like cool dope shit just like ideas content and and like just life in general we're just sharing philosophies and we all just i mean val's like a genius creative like he's just so tapped into these creative visions and, and he creates that. I mean, he's, he literally creates, you know, some of the most impressive cinematic content that you'll see. And he understands lighting and the, like all this stuff on a level that is a master's level. He's got the black belt in, in, um, in like in, in videography and like cinematography and Jesse's got the black belt jujitsu. And I would say I've got, you know, I've got the black belt now me- I've got a few black belts. I got the black belt of meditation, Got the black belt in like sales and, and personal branding. I've got the black belt in networking and opportunity spotting and and, uh, and 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 I think I've got a black belt in a few things, you know? And so I am just ecstatic because the energy was so good and so genuine, and so real. And I just um I like we were just ascending all day. Like that's what it felt like the day felt like, and I, I'm just so pumped because I haven't had a day like this in a little while. Like the, we were just like ascending all day long, all day long. It was just like up, 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 energy, up, up. Like we're, the more we did, the more energy we expended, the more energy we had. It was like this crazy, this crazy loop of energy. So it was great. Uh, By the way, I I hope that you listen to this while you're exercising, like biking or on a walk or on a rowing machine or, you know, this, this is meant to like fuel you. This is meant to fuel you better than your fucking stupid rap music. Like this is meant to fire you up, Uh, but probably better to do it. Probably better to fire you up on like a cardio thing, you know, like a soul cycle. I'm like a soul cycle instructor. I'm like a fruity, sexy, glistening soul cycle instructor. That records content for you. That's me. Tiho. Shit. Ninja. KK. Olivia. Bye. All right. So, yeah. So, like, we're just jamming. Then Val whipped. Okay. So, oh, here's what happened. So, we were, we're on the beach. We're fucking walking and talking on the beach. And we just like did like a little hike too. And then I'm like, oh, shit. I forgot. I have my call that's supposed to be on Sundays with my ninja group. I have, that's supposed to be on Sundays, but I rescheduled it to Tuesday because uh, Tuesday, you know, because I had a sun, Sunday, something happened. Oh, we were at Disneyland with uh, George, uh with Noah, with baby Noah. We brought Noah to Disneyland. So I couldn't do a Sunday. So we did it Tuesday and I kind of forgot because I'm not normally doing calls on Tuesday. And I was like, oh, we got to do this. But like, I was like, you know what? It was going to be great. You guys are both going to present to the group. And Jesse Starts, And I introduced Jesse. I'm like, Jesse, fourth degree black belt. Guys, the first official ninja call. Jesse is a real life ninja. He's going to do, everyone's going to stand up on this Google meet call. We had like 30 guys on the call in the ninja, in the ninja community, in the ninja group, in the dojo. Everyone stood up and was watching this Jesse instruct them. And Jesse was putting me in like wrist locks and like showing, like just showing me this dope stuff and showing everyone all this cool stuff just packing it into a lesson and it was a virtual ninja jujitsu class and it was the coolest shit and Jesse just went full on flow state and it was a it was just the most amazing energy it was the most amazing energy so that's very exciting and then Val came on and Val gave like a sermon on 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 the era of authenticity and creating content and Uh, And how like basically, you know, the best content right now is just super authentic It's just it's like kind of like this right now The reason this is resonating with you right now is because it's just so raw and so authentic and you feel the soul like you feel me, you know You just feel me as i'm presenting this to you And it feels good and I feel good and you feel good. and We just feel good and that's just kind of the vibes and so we just talked and shared some value to the group and that was great. And then after that we had to get filming. And so we started filming and Val is like, you know, again, Val's like this master, you know, filmer and, and like cinematographer, creative, and we're filming like one of the coolest videos I've probably released in a long, long time. And it was really fun. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing it. And the video is, um, you know, it's in production now. It's got it edited and and uh, yeah, it was just so good. So that was in the end of the day. So we recorded a bunch of scenes. We did some like ninja moves, so you know, got some cool shots, like getting ready, getting all set. And then we went out to dinner and we met Greg for dinner. Greg had, Greg had texted me earlier. He's like, yo, I can't come today, but like, let's grab dinner. So we went to dinner, at catch steak. And we went to catch, and it was great. It was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. It was like the energy that we had accumulated all day. We just added a little Kino body action, a little Grego Gallagher action. And it just made the vibes like 10x. And I also... Oh, I forgot a whole part of the story. So you guys remember... Okay, so Daniel, Crypto Dan... That I did uh I, I like promoted his thing because like, you know, Daniel's helped me a lot already this year. But uh in the middle of the day when Jesse was over and Val was like literally when Val was arriving, I had to mint this NFT that Daniel told me to get. And I didn't really know what was gonna happen. It's like on this third party kind of chain, and like, but Daniel's like, trust me, he he has like connections and he knows that he has like a whole thesis about why certain NFT projects are gonna blow up. He's like, trust me, this is a this is like just do it. So like, I had three different wallets open. I had to mint these NFTs. He texts me like an hour later. He goes, they're up 10X. (laughs) I'm like, fuck. So they're up 10X in an hour. And he's like, don't sell. They're going to 200X. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do whatever Dan tells me to do. And when the market cap hits 200 million, I'm I'm going to exit. So anyway, that was like another thing. Uh, and I've been talking about Daniel on Instagram and a bunch of people have joined the mastermind that he's, that he has and the course that he just released and it's been great. And so that's good. And so we're out of dinner and Greg is a true ninja. We're talking about like, apparently Greg's been in like six fights, like bar fights and just like he's clocked a few people and he's been clocked a few times. And, um, we're talking about that and, yeah, it was, oh man, it was just so good. It was just so good. Like the energy all around and Jesse was talking about his stuff and Val was talking about his stuff and like bam, 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 bam. Like it was just, it was a, it was great. It was really great. So I'm pulling into the parking lot right now to uh, my trainer, Lou. Uh, and then after this, so Milan is, is training with Lou and then, um, after this, I'll, I'll have Milan kind of jump on the pod, probably. I'll drive him back. We can rip some stuff. Oh, there he is. He's getting after it. He's getting after it. The blue Pain Locker. Okay, I'm going to pause this episode, and we'll be right on back with Milan. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, we took a little break, actually like a th- two- or three-day break. Um, but we are we took a three-day break-ish. Um, but now we are back, and we are back in the car on our hands-free setup. And uh, Zach, can you actually get navigation to the place? So uh we're a couple days in. I I told you, I think I told you earlier in this podcast. That we're going, that we were going to have a, we're going to have Milan the monk on. I don't even know if it's proper to call him a monk, but we said we were going to have Milan on the show and um, we did hang out with Milan that day, you know, after he worked out with Lou and after a bunch of stuff, you know, a a bunch of stuff went down. But just to fast forward to right now, it's the second day of the live event with Marcel and... um, I did, I spoke yesterday and, oh, that was shit, shit, okay, and uh, I spoke yesterday and it was really fun and really interesting, that's a whole story to get into, but today for the next like 25 minutes or so, we will be uh, driving and I have Zach Delmonico in the car with me, Zach, you wanna introduce yourself? Hello, Zach from New York here. That's Zach. that? <laughs>
1: uh, well, tell well, tell them a little about yourself so there's some context okay. yeah uh live in new york my dad owns a construction company based in new york um which is red rock industries red rock industries builds luxury car dealerships really any car dealership uh
0: parking garages recycling facilities getting into apartments now project yourself a little more yeah. because of mic uh yeah because right. i'm sp- i know to speak loudly because right. i know the volume like the gain on the mic right. but yeah just project a little higher a little further start over no, 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 you're right, good. good, you're good. So, uh
1: I wasn't able to work in the field when I was young, so instead of going into actual construction, I basically do all the videos and photos, basically manage Red Rock social media content on all the platforms, and something that I love to do, I love creating, and I wanted to scale it, so my father and I now partner together in Red Rock Studios, and we basically do the same exact thing for Red Rock Industries, for car dealerships, and other large companies, so... Got that going on. That's the biggest thing.
0: Yeah. So Zach is uh, out here, and I'm I'm working with him, and and really, I guess his dad on on branding yeah. their company, on social media strategies, and you know, personal development in general. Zach is here attending the Limitless event as well. To be honest, I'm actually. I mean, I spoke yesterday, but I'm kind of also attending because I like I. It it sounds like I'm just like hyping up my boy, but. Marcel is so fucking impressive (laughs) when he's on the stage doing stuff. So I don't know how else to like how else to say it. Like he's really good. It's extremely impressive. I'm learning a lot personally. Uh, I I've experienced a lot of personal growth actually, uh, and I'll get into that. But what I do want to do is uh, for this episode is I want to dive back in to where we started with uh, or where we left off with Milan. So I was explaining. My friend Milan um, is a is a co-founder of a company called Parker, which is, uh, they've raised quarter million quarter billion dollars and they do tens of millions of dollars a year. They have 400 brands with, um, you know, with making over $3 million a year using their cards, spending money on ads, etc. And yet Milan, you know, goes to India a couple times a year to meditate with his guru. And it's just... It's so cool. It is so cool. And it's something that I am very interested in, particularly because in the last year or so, I have felt I've felt very disconnected from my meditation practice. I felt like it turned it turned into something that I was doing not to do, but to achieve an end result. And I found myself feeling like, you know, I'm already pretty tapped in to, you know, to God, to the source, to, you know, the creator of the universe, whatever you want to call it. I'm already pretty tapped in. Um, so why would I meditate? Like, why, why would I do it? You know, my, my thoughts are generally pretty clear. You know, I, I, I feel connected. Like, why would I, why would I do this? You know, like most people, the, the purpose of meditation is as advertised is like reduce anxiety, get a clear, your head, you know, get inspiration, like you're doing it to get a result. Whereas, you know, Milan is someone who meditates four hours per day. He already has an extremely successful company. Why the fuck is he meditating? It's, it's obviously not to, you know, get, uh, you know, some, some end result. So I asked him, you know, it was one of the first questions I asked him. I was like, hey, you know, I, I, one of the reasons I'm excited to hang out with you today, Milan, is because I'm, um, you know, I, I, I feel kind of like I'm disconnected from my practice and I feel like there's something, you know, that I don't know. That was really, you know, what I was excited for, especially because he goes to India and he has an act, like he has a legit guru that he meditates with. Not, not like sad guru or, you know, someone that does this for profit, like literally someone whose life is about this. So, and, and of course you guys, if you really follow my stuff, you know that the past year I spent it exploring religion and I was, look at that wave. I was, I spent it, we're driving along a PCH right now and there's some beautiful waves. Um, I spent the last year, not the whole year, but like a lot of my free time studying religion and trying to understand people's world beliefs and, and how it, you know, what benefit it gives to their life and what meaning. And so I'm like I want to learn from a true Hindu. Like how do, how do the Hindus view this? How does a meditator view this? Like a true, real meditator. And so, I asked Malini. Said you know it's it is interesting because the purpose of meditation for me is not necessarily to just sit there and achieve a clear mind. The purpose for me is to connect to God. And I, I and that that was interesting. It's like, it's kind of like, it almost felt like it was a respect thing. Like, he's not doing this for himself. He's, he's doing this to humble himself. There's a difference, right? He's not doing this for himself. He's doing it to humble himself at the footsteps of the divine creator being God of the universe. However, whatever you would like to view it, you know what, and even if you don't believe there's a creator, there is a extremely powerful base reality vibration of this universe. Even if you're coming from a scientific foot, right? That this. So I mean, I guess the most like scientific way to view it would be you are viewing, you are you are viewing like the the base frequency energy of the universe that like from from which everything that we're. Seeing in this reality is is unfolding, and you're just tapping into that power, okay? And that's that's what it is for for Milan. So we, you know, a few very interesting things happened So we worked out; it was a great workout. Uh, Zach got in from New York, and uh, Zach got fucking toasted by Lou. His first Lou workout. How did you feel after that? Burn, burn, so good, burn. Yeah, it was it was a good lift. I got burnt too, and um, and so you know, after that we had to get some fuel. We got we went to Airwan, uh, we got some food and some uh, smoothie or something like that, and then Milan met up with us and we went back to the house. Then, as I mentioned, I think early in this podcast or maybe even in the one before, I had Jordan visiting. Jordan Greenfield, who's the the founder of Hooby, and Jordan, um, Jordan has been just a little bit stressed. You know, he's got a lot going on. The company's growing very fast, and you know he's stressed. And so Milan as uh, is just like a bit step ahead of, of where Jordan's at. He's been through a lot of where he is, and I just watched Milan like basically consulting for Jordan just 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 for fun, just for fun. You know, Milan is no stake in, in Hooby, but he just wanted to help. And seeing the way that he thought, with the clarity that he has in his mind, and and just his experience in you know in business was really cool. And it, it was was very interesting because the next day after Jordan and Milan spoke, uh, Jordan had a massive breakthrough in the company, and and uh, you know, and, and is doing like significantly better than uh, than he was prior. And so that was really cool to see. We we spent about four hours there with Jordan. Now, the next thing that we did is we took uh, because we were we're actually like we're pretty drained just from the whole session because it was like a lot of um, it was it was just like it was like handling a lot of different problem sets essentially at the same time. It was pretty exhausting. So we went on a drive. We came back. I had my hair cutter meet us at the house, which is a, a life hack uh, to save time. I would recommend having your hair cutter come to your house instead of going into the office. Just saves a trip. And then we sat in the sauna. After that, and Milan like basically gave us a lesson in like Eastern wisdom and in, and in meditation, and told us about what was what was like the main topics we talked about in the sauna, like religion, religion. Yeah. So we talked about religion and the word and the meaning of the word and and why how it was constructed that way. Religion, if you look at the word, means re legion. What is a legion? A legion is a group of people, right? And re means like you're returning to your group of people. Now, this could be viewed in several ways. I think we'd have to really look at the word legion and see what it means. But it basically means you're reconvening at the way we interpreted it is you're like you're reconvening with your original group, which is what? Which is essentially God, you know, the creator of the universe. You are reconvening with essentially, God, okay? Your group, your original group, where you came from. And all religions, Christianity, Hinduism, you know, Buddhism, are, are methods of reconvening with God. They're all methods, okay? So, from there, you know, that was, that was an interesting discussion. Zach was very tired because he was still on East Coast time. It was like, it was like approaching midnight, which was like 3 a.m. for Zach. And Milan does a meditation every night before bed and I wanted to, to, to join him for this. So he walked me through some kriyas and a couple other uh, exercises. And I had one of the most intense meditation sessions that I'd ever had. It was very, very cool. I felt like I, I connected to the source my ego like dismantled a little bit, which was a little bit scary, but you know, I I came back. And yeah, I just had some really profound, you know, realizations about meditation in general. The reason I didn't have Milan on the podcast was because I I I just, to be honest, I just like selfishly, well, there, there are a couple things. One, Milan treats his practice and like everything he learns from his guru with so much respect that I, I didn't like, I just didn't, it, the vibe wasn't right. Like I didn't want to kind of uh, like, I don't know how to really describe it. like It's, it's like, there's so much respect around it that I didn't want to just turn on the mic and just like start recording, you know? Um, like I, I wanted to t- just, okay, on one hand, I want to just ask him whatever I wanted without like having a microphone kind of being the second audience. I wanted to just hear what he truly authentically had to say because like like I said, like his guru that he meditates with, is not on social media, you know, doesn't wanna be famous, doesn't, you know, want? he just doesn't even pay him, I found out. He does not even pay his guru, like he doesn't accept money as a thing, it's just only uh, ben- like donations. He's like, yeah, you know, I, I, I tip him like $5 every time I go. I'm like, what, $5? I guess that's like a, a lot more money over there. So that was super interesting. Now, the next day, uh, Zach and I went to the uh, the free event, the Limitless free event with Marcel. And we were, I mean, it was pretty fucking impressive. Like Marcel did a couple interventions. I think he's gonna do some interventions today. Good. Yeah, yeah. And basically what he does is he has someone on stage who like has a serious problem. He calls them up on stage and he works through it with them and there were some pretty legitimate like things like there were some people were suicidal some people were you know in like really like one girl like thought she was going to prison like there was some dark shit and in front of us it took maybe between five minutes for one like for the the easiest person to about 40 minutes for the hardest person but Every single person he got on stage, he was able to just snap them out of it, identify their limiting belief, rewire their subconscious mind, and they're just a new person after that. And so it was really, really cool. And and um, and yeah, I I, uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed the entire experience um, that day one. And Zach, anything stand out to you from the, the first day? Yeah. Help people put up a guard
1: on themselves. Mm. And then Marcel's trying to help him out. And he, one of the guys, yeah, he actually yeah. got sucked into. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So how strong yeah. that energy can be. Like, yeah. He's amazing
0: at figuring out the limiting beliefs, the values, and the yeah. way you want. And just does. Yes, yes. So so basically, guys, what Zach's talking about, and the way it works, is you have, uh, you have like your, you know, you, you okay? And you are comprised of basically two parts. The conscious mind and the subconscious and in between the conscious and the subconscious, there's, there's sometimes lodged in the sub- subconscious, there's a, there's a limiting, there's some kind of blockage that's preventing you from getting what you want. And what Marcel does is he identifies that thing that's in the way, that belief, that value, <clears throat> and he removes it or he transmutes it and replaces it. So one guy uh, was very difficult, very difficult to to, uh, to figure out what was preventing him because Marcel kept trying to put him in a trance, kept trying to put him into the hypnotic state and he was resisting, and resisting. And he was like, he looks hopeless. Like he looked like a lost cause. It was almost like the more Marcel tried to work on him, the worse he got. And that's when Marcel realized that he himself had fallen into this guy's frame. And the frame that this guy has built and the, the reality that he was living in is what's called the victim mindset. And so this guy, and Marcel, you know, is usually very, very quick, but he just missed it with this guy. Real Marcel realized this guy is operating from a paradigm of I'm a victim. And so every like basically he was getting rewarded for being a little bitch. He was being rewarded for. It. And this, by the way, this guy was like in in and out of jail, or maybe been to jail once, I don't know exactly. Um and he also kind of confessed like his he has brothers and sisters, his brother his brothers are all successful, he's not. And his mom gives him the most attention. So in his family, the reward system was if you're the little bitch, you get the most love from mommy. And so this guy's a grown man, he was like twenty-eight years old or so. Yeah. Actually might have been older, he's probably a little older, probably. probably like in his thirties. But still he's operating from this paradigm, if I'm a little bitch, I get love. If I'm successful, like his brothers and you know and sisters, they don't get as much attention. So he has this, this like super ingrained in himself from, chi- from childhood belief that if he's in trouble, he gets love and attention. And we all want love. We're all driven by love. And if you don't get love, you get depressed. But what if depression is the way you get love? So this guy's literally operating from if I, the more depressed I am, the more love I get which is a, a difficult pattern to be in because eventually you just, you know, you, you get so depressed that, you know, you end up taking your own life. This guy was suicidal. So basically Marcel identified it, then he created a dissociation. He literally, once he realized, he was like, ah, I see, I see what's happening. You're, re, you're, we are literally feeding into your frame of being a little bitch and us feeling bad for you, which makes you reinforce the, the pattern become more of a bitch right in front of our eyes as we give you more love more attention so what we what marcel did is he literally put him in a light trance he dissociated uh, the guy from his bitch self and he put it in front of me said here look at yourself look at this little bitch version of yourself and shit on it so instead of giving it attention we gave it punishment we punished we dissociated him punished his bitch self and then he actually, Marcel let him go look at himself in the mirror and uh, like staring at himself in the mirror, like calling himself a little bitch. And that led to the breakthrough. He, he now, his new pattern is not looking at himself like a little bitch, or, sorry, looking at the, the little bitch version of himself like a little bitch, not looking at the little bitch version of himself like, oh, I'm needing to like, cuddle him and give him love and feel bad for himself so that was interesting now the next day was like the official start of the day one of uh limitless and like of the event and um so far it's been really cool uh yesterday was like yesterday was was fucking crazy i i don't even know where to start like what what stuck out to you zach pineapple pineapple okay explain (laughs) that explain that
1: um Marcel brought these five people on the stage, basically as an exercise to show people what he's really doing and what's going on within the within the brain subconsciously. Um, and at the end of it, he had these five people saying, "I love Marcel." Whenever they heard the word hypnosis, yeah. And then yeah. at the end of the event, he actually rewired it so that people would jump up in their seat automatically and say pineapple. And this one guy jumped up so quickly and so high, he basically threw the table over, which
0: was hilarious. Yeah, I, I, I unfortunately wasn't there for that part. I had to leave a little bit early, but yeah, it, it was um, it was pretty funny. Uh, I mean, the entire day that I was there, like, <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know, it's 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 very fascinating. Um, very fascinating. What else? I think like there's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. I mean, oh yeah, I spoke, right? That was crazy too, because I've, okay. Now here's here's how I know this shit works, right? Because I spoke to a room of 40 people. Sorry, wait, 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 wait. The Portugal 40. event, yeah, the Portugal event was 40 or 20. I think it was 40. Yeah, it was, the Portugal event I think was 40 people. Yeah. So I had an event this summer. <clears throat> Jeez, my voice is like going... I had an event this summer in Portugal, in Lisbon. Actually, it was in uh, Aueira. That's what it was called, Aueira, in Portugal, on the beach in Portugal. Rented out this mansion, had three-day event, Jeeps, everything, it was very cool. And through this event and um, 40 people show up. The first the first like couple hours of the event, I had a presentation prepared. And I'm standing there ready to give the presentation to forty people in a room, and by the way, these are guys that like I actually like I know that they look all look up to me, they all respect me. But I was nervous, like I I remember like at my heart was pounding on my chest. I was like standing there, like uh, I was giving the presentation, but I was genuinely I had like a lot of adrenaline pulsing through me, and I was nervous. And I was thinking to myself, like, damn, like that was hard. You know, like to give this one at Marcel's, Marcel's event, I've got to do it in front of 160 people. So like the room is four times the size and there's strangers in the room, you know, 50 people are from my audience. The rest of the people are from, are from uh, either ads or Marcel's audience, not to mention there's a hundred people on zoom. So in, in total is 260 people watching and I'm like I'm like man it is different when you're in the like I I obviously talk on social media every day and do this podcast but to see you know a couple hundred people right in front of you you like it's just a different thing that does to your psychology and your physiology and coming up to the uh to the to me speaking I was getting nervous I was getting nervous I was feeling you know I was feeling myself like my heart was like pounding, like I was getting nervous. 30 seconds before I go on stage, Marcel's up there introducing me, you know, telling the audience about who I am and what my skills are. And he he makes some subtle suggestions. And he's basically like, this is my friend Arlen, you know, no matter what he tells you about, you know, he's never been on stage before. And He's never spoken to this much. And if he tells you he's nervous, none of that's true. Don't believe it. He's one of the most talented public speakers. In fact, he's more talented. And I've learned more than him than he's learned from me about public speaking. So Arlen, welcome to the stage. In that moment, he made that suggestion. He did some hypnosis shit. My nerves went to fucking zero. And I got up there and I performed like i had been public speaking for years. I swear to God. Zach, you can can attest to it. How was it? Did I look nervous?
1: No, not at all. Not yeah, in the like slightest. Done that.
0: I was extremely confident. Um, it was crazy. Like I, like thirty seconds before I was shitting my pants. He Marcel says one thing, puts me in a little trance. Like I don't know how he did that. It was across the room too, right? I mean, I was actually thinking to myself before I was like, maybe I should like go into the you know the the bathroom or something with Marcel and have him like hypnotize me. But he just did it in five seconds in front of everybody. I was like, "Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, guess there's nothing to be concerned about." So, yeah, that uh, that happened. That was um, that was that was fucking crazy. Now we're looks like we're about fifteen minutes out. Man, I don't know. It's it's really fascinating stuff. It's really fascinating. the The other thing is like this this idea of like having an unlimited stream of consciousness is also very tied into what I was talking about with with uh, with Milan because when you're tapped in to the unlimited creator of the universe God right you're it's much easier to speak forever because you're connected to an eternal creator so that I mean I, I was kind of uh, the other thing that I did Zach that I didn't tell you uh, is I I set an intention before I went on And I was lit because I saw Tony Robbins does that. And I was like, I was literally just like, God, creator, whatever you are, ultimate power. Please use me to deliver an amazing experience to this audience. And I said, just do whatever you want with me. And I let, I let that force take over. And I do the same thing now, you know, as I'm talking, I'm like, hey, I'm just a vessel. Uh, Whatever you want to do with me, go ahead. I surrender. I give my... You maybe heard the term, like, let Jesus take the wheel. Yep. That's the same thing. It's just like, let let like that ultimate power take over your actions and, and surrender and do this on a daily basis. Your life is not for you. It is for the greater power to use you and to serve others. That's really it. It's, it's on top of you know, just being used by that divine power. The purpose is to make the world a better place, to serve people, to inspire people, to lift people up, and when you do that, your energy, like your energy goes from, oh my God, I'm so close in my box, what do people think of me? To expansion and to just being a light and being a source for everyone. And you stop worrying about how you feel, even. You know, you, you might feel a little bit nervous, but that just goes to the side. You might feel like, oh, I don't want to talk about this anymore. But that doesn't matter. You're you're there to serve. So, Zach, I want to ask you. Some questions now. I want to ask you what has been the top three most impactful things that you've learned in the past 72 hours from the experience, whether it was from me, from Sensei Master Jesse Catalano, Black Belt Jiu Jitsu, from Milan, from Jordan, from I don't know, maybe even Chloe, I don't know, from Marcel, people at the event. Like, what's been the top most impactful things? Go ahead. From Milan. Meditation
1: is more about connecting with God. Yep. That is huge. Yeah. That was powerful for me. Especially when we were doing uh, the meditations in the actual sauna. Yeah. Yep. That was powerful for me. The next thing is what you were actually showing me with the, uh, what do you call it, Um, acronyms? Acronyms. Like
0: GCC or something that people don't understand. Oh, right, right, yeah. Yeah, I could elaborate on that, yeah. So basically, I was explaining to... Zach, a principle in sales persuasion influence is creating a status delta, which basically puts yourself at a higher status than the person that you're talking to. So on social media, often I'll do this where I'll talk about a concept that uh, either I made up or that I understand as high level. And I will, I will just use the word and I'll just run over the word. And like, I know... That 90% of my audience doesn't know what it means, but because they don't know what it means, they assume that I'm smarter than them, okay? So it creates a status delta. So for example, I might tell you guys about uh, NRR, NRR, okay? This is a, a term in business that maybe you've heard of MRR. Everyone should know what monthly recurring revenue is. And by the way, right there, even what I just did, if you don't know what MRR is, now you feel like I'm even smarter than you because you don't know what MRR is, and I'm telling you about NRR, which if you know what MRR is, I guarantee you, you think you're smart, but you're not right now, because you don't know what NRR is. And you're probably Googling, you're like, what the fuck is NRR? And what I might do, and I'm not gonna do it right now, I'll actually explain it, but uh, NRR, what I might do in this situation, is I might say, so what I did, I was looking at my NRR for my business, and thinking about how I can improve this metric, and here's some things I did. I won't even explain what NRR is. I just use the term, And you're left to be like, whoa, 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 wait, he's explaining, I need to know what this means. I don't know what it means. How much more does Arlen know that I don't know, okay? So I'll on purpose not explain it. Now often I'm not too mean and I don't do that too often, but I do it sometimes. Now, just for your sake, uh, NRR is like a term used to measure the health of a business and it combines several metrics churn, churn rate, which is again, another one that you should know, but churn is essentially the drop off on customers on a subscription product on a monthly basis. So if you have like, take Maxi, right? Maxi's churn is like eight, 9%, meaning it loses eight or 9% of its customers every single month. The lower the churn, the better, okay? So if you have like a 2% churn, that's really good. That means if you get a 100 people subscribing at the end of the month, you have 98 customers, okay? 2 months later you have like 96. 3 months later 90 yeah you're losing there's maybe a little bit more cuz the churn you know stays consistent right. So maybe it's 2 the first month, 3 the second month, 5 the third month, right? So that the lower the amount of like if you have 0% churn rate, that means your customers are just buying your product and they never change. They never leave. That's the goal. Okay? So you combine churn with your current uh, MRR and there's kind of an equation for this that's a little bit complicated. So what I would actually recommend doing is just googling the definition of net and NRR stands for net revenue retention. So you want to actually look this up. It's a combination. It's a very realistic picture of your business. And it gives you a number, and so uh, that number can be used to to quantify stuff. And there's some very interesting stuff you can do with the number. Anyway, Zach, that was the second thing you learned. Yep. What's the third? Next one is who not how.
1: Yes. That is so big. One of yes. the things that I've been learning, especially if you're looking to build something big, looking to have a big team. Yep. Is figuring out who is great at doing the stuff that you're not great at. Who can basically you basically build a team that builds a product instead of focusing on building the actual product. Yes. That exactly. was that was huge. And then um See, I had something for Marcel that just left my mind. Oh, Marcel yesterday was talking about lottery tickets and how I don't know if this story is true. Um, when he was young, Marcel went to a gas station and he was he was determining whether to buy a buy the gas for his car or buy a lottery ticket. And then he all asked us, "Do you think you would win the lottery?" Half of the room raised their hands, or whatever. The whole point was we all have a winning lottery ticket in our life and that's our yeah. goals. And the point is, many people don't think they have the winning lottery ticket, meaning they don't think they're gonna achieve their goals that they want, so they never go into cash it in. Yeah, right. But his success code that Marcel was talking about was, if you just keep on going, you keep on pushing, right before you give up is the time that you double down and when you do that, Things will start to click and you just keep on going and you don't stop. That was that was huge from yesterday.
0: Yeah, I think the the uh that was yesterday or was it the day before? No, that was yesterday at the end of the night. Oh it was? Okay. Oh, I've heard him talk he told me that one, I think, maybe either on a podcast or one to one. It was basically uh the way at least I interpreted it, was um you have like, okay. Marcel told the story is like one time he had this lottery oh. Yo, dude, like, don't fuck. He, Bitch <laughs> Okay, so Marcel was like <laughs> He's like, <laughs> if you have Just to, like, reiterate from my perspective You have a um, uh, A lottery ticket, right? Or he had a lottery ticket at one point in his life And he was feeling like You know what? I feel like I have the winning lottery ticket Now, obviously winning the lottery is very low odds, right? But he believed he had it. So he was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go to the store. I'm gonna go to the the station and like, you know, see if it is a winning lottery ticket. And he went and he found out it wasn't, right? And he compares that to your goals. If you believe that you're going to accomplish your goals, you take action, you get out of the house and you go do it. Now, what Marcel found out about the lottery ticket was that he didn't have a winning lottery ticket, okay? But that's when it clicked for him. Whether he did or he didn't doesn't matter. Because if you leave, if, if he, if, if you, sorry, if you, whether you're going to achieve your goals or not, fuck, he explains this so much better, (laughs) whether he, whether you achieve your goals or not, if you don't think you're going to achieve them and you just don't take action, you never will. But if you do believe in yourself you will take action and you might not accomplish them but the only chance of you actually accomplishing them is if you obli- is if you believe that you can so if you don't believe you can you cut yourself off from the beginning and um and yeah you just you suck so yeah that's basically it all right guys we're pulling in now i'm going to end the, the podcast here i hope that you guys enjoyed uh and um yeah it's going to be another amazing day here at the event I hope that uh, you guys are having a great day and that, uh, oh, what the fucking pothole. (laughs) They should probably take a look at that. Lobby and parking. This one, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you in the next episode.